All right, cool. <clears throat> All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Road to Millions podcast. It's my great pleasure to interview a great guest today named Blake Hicks. He is part of one of the programs of a part of called Modern Success. That is how I met him. Uh, we're definitely both successful entrepreneurs on our journey, um, but I will let Blake introduce himself. Yeah, Austin, thanks so much for having me, bro. Definitely, it was great meeting you too because um, you've done some great things in a short amount of time. Amazing how young you are and you're killing it. But yeah, I'm Blake, uh, owner of Blake Hicks Marketing. It's my marketing company where we specialize with realtors and mortgage brokers to get them more leads, to put uh, turn those into sales and deals closing. I also run an Airbnb business, so we can talk a little bit about that if you want. And um, just trying to just trying to expand on those two things right now, man. That's kind of like my go-to. Cool, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, for the for the people who don't know, um, what is it uh, as far as like uh, real estate? Did you initially start like as an agent, or what was like your initial path to where you got now? Yeah, great question, man. So I started out. I didn't niche down at all. Like I'm, and to answer your question, no, I'm not an agent. Um, I wanted to go to med school, so I like went to LSU. Was kind of toying with the idea. Didn't have the grades, so I went to grad school, and then I just was like, man, I don't want to like waste all this money. I want to start earning money. And like, I looked around, uh, realized like the best jobs to get into are sales and like no business can thrive without sales and marketing. So I kind of like fell in that arena. I worked in medical sales, which I still do work in medical sales. Um, and I always wanted to like be in that arena. So that was like, and still earn six figures. Like I was like my minimum that I have to make it six figures a year. And I was like firm on that. And, um, but as far as like what I do with my, how I, fell in love with just marketing and like realtor specifically is I, I there wasn't a, like every business that I work with I work with people who sell barbecue sauce from people who do home health placement for elderly to uh, people who do CNA for like nurses I've like done so many different businesses roofers you name it right and for every business I was able to get them leads through Facebook ads and I was like man that's a powerful skill but I did it for a realtor and it went really well like the realtor got 40 leads in a month and I was like, damn. And it was simple. So I was, I'm all about simple because when you have something that's simple, you can scale it quickly. Right. So that's why like in realtors, like I'm starting to fall in love with real estate. That's why I would have the Airbnb thing going. And me and Austin talked about wholesaling, which I need to like double back on that again. But yeah, that's kind of like where I've been going with it. Yeah, man. That's, that's super tight, man. Yeah. That, I think it's super interesting. Like uh, just in general, like, how, you know, we are kind of a part of like the similar group, but yet we all like have different pathways too that still align. Like what you were saying too, what just made me, what sparked an idea in my mind is that you were talking about how like you're in different like sales positions. Uh, how would you say, based off your experience, does, does sales apply, is it a, applicable to all things? Like you can learn one way of selling and you can apply that amongst different genres or would you say, uh, each path that you went required a different version of selling, uh, learning how to sell. I guess the simple answer would be yes, it, it does translate, but there's, I guess, certain, I, I would say different etiquette. You know what I mean? Because like how you would sell a house, like there's the same process of how you would sell like a medical device, but you're talking to like a, a different person. But as far as the psychology of it, yeah, I would say it's the same, but maybe your approach might be a little bit different. But you're still selling to a human right so like that whole process will be the same but as far as your approach will be different so that's why i say the simple answer would be yes 
Yeah, man, I, I definitely agree, too. And uh, the reason why I ask that, too, man, because I know there's a lot of people who feel like, you know, there's a, one particular, like, for example, if you get into real estate and wholesaling specifically, there's only one way to, to actually learn how to do that. When what I actually say is that from my experience, uh, I actually was a car salesperson and I was selling cars, too, on my own. Um, but, you know, what I, what I realized from that was that uh, the way that I sold cars is exactly applicable to selling houses. So I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think depending on what kind of like category it is, it will depend. But the overall sum of it, too, as well, is that, um, you know, sales at the end of the day is a pretty similar topic amongst all genres. I think really what it boils down to, bro, and I want to ask you, if, you know, your opinion on this, too. Would you say that uh, sales, being excellent at sales and actually converting deals would, come, uh, would boil down to communication? Is that something that you share a similar view to? Absolutely. And I actually was talking, I was on a call this morning and we were talking about that. And the biggest epiphany I've learned from sales, and I wish I learned this at your age, is that you can't handle like you. So, you know how like Brian Casella always talks about you want to have at least three objections, three, three objections handlers for each objection. Right. Yeah. Just ready to go. Well, that's that's cool and all. But Brian took it even a step deeper when I got in MS where he was talking about how you need to handle objections with people based on their personality. And it all comes down in a communication. Right. And that was like huge for me because I'm like, all right, if I don't have the money, this is what I'm going to say. But it can piss somebody off if you aren't handling it based on their personality, which there are only four personality types. You know, everybody is like we're not robots, so we aren't all like of one. But there are there is a personality type that dominates in each of us. What would you say some of the uh, of the the more prominent personality types that you've had with your experience, and what are the ways that you typically handle those personality types? Right. So uh, there's two like scales. Like I've heard, uh, like I use mostly the disc assessment. I know Brian uses a different one, but if we're talking about like the D, it would be dominant, or Brian, I believe he says driver. Yeah. Like with yeah. them, they have to see it for themselves. Like you can't really be too pushy with them because they want to feel like they're in control and you have to let them think that they're in control. And the way that you do that is by asking them questions. Like for instance, if they say, Oh man, my business is doing well. Well, you can say, well, how much, how much money did your business make last year? And they have to answer that. And then if they say like some small ass number, then they're going to see for themselves like, Oh yeah, my business really isn't good. I'm just, I'm just have a big ego. And then it's like a, it's like a, uh, but it's like, instead of you checking them, they're checking themselves by the answer that they're giving. So it's like, you're making them realize it instead of you forcing it on them, if that makes sense. Yeah, bro. I think that's the, I think that's like the, the craziest and the most interesting part is the fact of like, when you learn like sales and communication, you begin to like understand that there is, like you were saying, there's different types of personalities and there's different ways of communicating with those personalities to create the effects that you want. And at the end of the yes. day, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, so at the end of the day, you study communication because you want to understand how to convert sales or, you know, once again, how to actually create the effect that you want. So that's what I like to say too. And I'm sure you've had a similar, I'm sure you've had a share of similar experiences that when you like begin to study communication at a high level and you use it in sales and you experience results in sales, it's applicable across all of life. Like if you were to go to an event, if you were to go to a party, if you were to go to, I mean, for the people who like to go to bars, if you do that, it doesn't matter where you go, a family gathering, you're always going to be a top communicator, a supreme communicator, understand how people are talking to you and therefore create the result you want, whether it be, you know, being able to have a proper debate with somebody, whether it be, uh, you know, to have somebody become your friend. 
what are some of the experiences that you've had? Like, you know, once you started experiencing learning communication, has that in your life transpired to, to other aspects of your life? Yeah. And relationships, man, like uh, just with family and friends, like you, you don't take anything personal. And there's a really good book I uh, recommend. I know you're, I know you copped the one thing. So I was glad yeah, to you did that. Here's another good book for you and your audience. It's called The Fifth Agreement. It's a um, follow-up to the book called The Four Agreements. And like he talks about the four agreements in that book, but the fifth agreement is be skeptical, but always be willing to learn. And I love that because like when, when, uh, well, let me take a step back. One of the four agreements is to never take anything personal. So like everyone's living in their own world. They have their own point of view of like what's going on around them and what's going on in their mind. So when you speak to someone, you're literally stepping into their world. And by doing that, you have to see their model of the world in order to like get the result that you want when you communicate with them and so like just understanding that bro i think it takes the pressure off of us when we're when we're communicating not just understanding that to to not take anything personal so if you can just do that your communication is going to amplify off to, off the rip yeah 100 percent, man and just like you hit you hit the nail on the head too like that was when i read that book uh, the four agreements I remember I was actually, I was sitting on a bus and uh, I was reading that part where he talks about how everybody basically has their own world. Essentially, everybody has their own universe. And as Blake was saying too, is that uh, the way, so this is what happens, right? Is that we're born and we're, we're bred into a certain way of thinking, depending yes. on our surroundings, depending on, on our parents, depending on um, the morals, you know, anything along those lines that we're taught, every individual person has their own reality and their own filter that they have uh, on life. So the goal with communicating is being able to perceive that filter based off of how they speak. And therefore you can communicate and translate your world into their world. So you guys both see the same picture. So what we're doing when we understand communication at a high level is basically being able to merge two worlds together so we can both see the exact same thing and therefore create once again, the effect that we want and be on the same page. So this is why it's important to understand it so you can convert more sales and also it goes on along with relationships like Blake and I were talking about, because if you were to have like, for example, a spouse, when you understand the dynamics of communication, how the mind works, you can therefore begin to understand your partner better or a friend better and therefore understand the way they think. And based off of your understanding of how they perceive the world, you can therefore carry on your conversation better with a more guided goal and a more guided conversation to once again, you know, get to the th get the things you want out of the conversation, whether it be a positive feeling, whether it be whatever you may want. So I think like, um, you know, what I really like about, you know, this Blake too, is that like uh, the fact that we're underneath, you know, uh, mentors like Brian Casella, it just goes to show like how uh, important uh, communication is to our everyday life and how much it can, like it can really transpire into everything. And I think it's so funny, bro, is that before um, I like, I remember I'd like never heard, really heard anybody talk about communication. And until, uh, <laughs> until I went underneath Brian too, and I'm sure you have a similar experience is that that's like yeah. literally the only, it's like a high vocabulary that I use now. Communication. You hear me say that all the time, but uh, I know you had mentioned a couple of books. Of, I haven't actually heard of the fifth agreement. I think um, now that I talk about it, I think I may have heard it one or two times, but um, you just brought it back up to my mind. What are some other good books that you, that you've liked that you've like, because like we know that there's like uh, books that we read, right? That are like, oh yeah, that was a good read. Then there's those books that we read where it's like epiphany after epiphany. So, what would you say some of your top books are that you've read that's really changed your life? 
Yeah, man. I think, well, I'm reading this book right now. I'm rereading it. I haven't read it in four years. It's called Unshakable by Tony Robbins. But that's more like just him talking about investing and just like what to do with your money, which is very important. But I think um, I'm trying to think of books that's really changed my life. There's a book by an author called Darren Hardy. The name of the book is The Compound Effect. And I usually read that book once a year, usually around January, because I want to start the year off right. But what I love about that book is he talks about, and this, this will probably help us with um, like the 75 hard challenge is that every decision that we make to the smallest degree is either bringing us closer towards our goal or further away from it. Like he even gave an example of like how eating one slice of cake could lead to diabetes, like just one slice. And just another cool example I thought that he did is like the nose of a plane, an airplane. If you're coming from the West Coast, changing the nose of the plane by 1% could be the difference between you landing in like New York or North Carolina, which is like, you know, that's miles away, but thousands of miles away, but probably like probably close to a thousand miles away, but just that 1% and just like, just thinking about shit that we think is like negligent or, or insignificant is very significant when you really break it down over time. Yeah, bro. hundred percent. I think like, when you just said that right now, one slice can lead to diabetes. Like I was like, I was like, oh, yo, that's actually super true. So it just goes to show like, and I've even had similar experiences, you know, myself to that where I start doing really good things and I get really great results. Then I fall off the bandwagon. I start eating really bad. I, I don't work out or whatever it may be. And that leads to, you know, the accumulation, the compound effect of not having anything that I want, which therefore like leads to an even further compound effect of not doing anything. So it's a vice versa. It's it's a it's two two sides of a coin. And one thing I can say off of that too, bouncing off of what you're talking about, Blake, is that um, like you're saying, there's there, you're either uh, you're either progressing or you're degressing. There's no stagnant state in the universe. So you have to nice. understand is that you know if you're just chilling on a daily basis, you're actually not doing anything good for yourself, and you're digressing. It goes along with your physical health, uh, mental health, and anything along those lines. You're either you're either getting better or you're getting worse. So that's why it's important to uh, develop really good habits that, you know, could, that build to your life, build to positivity, build to a positive mindset, because over time, it will affect your life in all aspects. And uh, I think it's a perfect transition too, bro, is that um, Blake and I are actually doing what's called the 75 hard challenge, which is a, a or I should say program, which is a program that Andy Frisella has created. Uh, for the people who haven't heard of Andy Frisella, I would 100% recommend that you look him up. He's a great person. We can say, I don't like to say in quotes motivation, but we can categorize it as that just to, for basic learning terms. But um, what was, what is the reason why, bro? Uh, what's a quick description of what 75 hard is and, and what's the reason why you started it? Well, it is what the title says it is, man. 75 hard. <laughs> so for, for 75 hard is fucking brutal, man. Uh, you have to do two workouts a day. One of them have to be outside. You have to pick a diet and stick to it. You have to drink a gallon of water. You have to take a progress pick and you have to not consume alcohol. So I guess I would say the hardest part for me was the two workouts a day because like I wish I could do just an hour and a half workout for four, like instead of doing two 45 minutes and just be done. But like it's it's such a mental mind thing like where you have to split it up because you really have to prioritize that. Like I got to take two showers now. Like it's, it's whatever, but it's but it's whatever. But like I'm in you're ahead of me. I'm only on day six and you're part of the reason why I decided to do it. I, I saw a couple other people that I'm cool with online, like do it and they're posting it, their progress. And I'm just like, man, I don't, I want to go into 2022 with some crazy, crazy momentum. And I feel like 
this is something that's going to push me because I mean I don't think I'll I've been in I've worked out this much since I played sports in high school so like this is really really good I'm in like I feel so alert bro like and and like you said when we were talking on Instagram is that it translates to every other facet of your life yeah one one thousand percent man and uh like you were saying man you become sharp I'm on I'm on right now I'm on day 24 I believe um yeah I'm day six yeah, man. And even even at day six, you start to experience some some positive effects. What are some things other than uh, sharpness that we'll, we'll go more into as well? But what are some of the benefits that you've experienced so far from the program? And what do you think you will get from it? Well, what I think I'll get from it is like I think we talked about this before we, we hopped on the call, like is how when you say you're going to do something, you actually follow through with it. Like that is so big because. And in, in life, we get so mad at when we're let down by other people when they say they're going to do something. Let's just say a client was going to sign a deal. They didn't. Um, let's say that they were supposed to um, send you the wire you the money. They didn't do it. But like, bro, a lot of times we lie to ourselves just by saying like, oh, man, I'm going I'm to call 25 people today. I'm going to call 200 people today. And we don't do it. So it's like we lie to ourselves. So we can't get mad if somebody else does it. But 75 hard. Like, you know that there's going to be hard-ass days where you just like, man, fuck, I don't feel like even doing I don't even feel like drinking the water today. Like, let alone work out. And you have to do it. Oh, and one other thing that I forgot to mention is you have to read 10 pages of a book a day. And, like, so for me, yeah, bro, I'm expecting to just be able to keep my word of whatever I say I'm going to do for my business. And also, too, just by the end of it, be shredded, man. Like, I mean, working out twice a day, you you do anything twice a day like that. Like if you commit to anything that intense for for two and a half months, you're going to, you're going to see some crazy results. But the problem is with most people, it's like the compound effect. They want to see that. They want to see results right away, which is why a lot of people, they don't work out. They'd rather have the surgery, bro. But like, and the surgery makes sense in theory. Like you don't have to work. Like it sounds like a better deal, but having to go through the hard blood, sweat and tears to get this shit, bro. On the other side, like, we're going to be mentally unfuckwittable. You know what I mean? Dude, for sure, man. Like you were saying, it makes you, like, uh, it makes you into, like, a rock-solid person overall. And if you're serious, like, I mean, if you take, you know, your goals seriously and you are, are, you're serious about being an entrepreneur and being successful as a businessman, you have to, uh, you have to, like, work on yourself to the highest degree. And that's why I always say study what how the mind works. And this is a great boot camp that you can take your mind through because, um, what I've realized too, man, is that like, if you start to study these people who are successful, you begin to understand that a lot of it boils down to mindset. And what this program does for you is that it makes you and it helps you work on your mindset. And just like you were saying, dude, there's so many fucking days, man, where I'm like, it's like, it's like 10 o'clock. I got like half a gallon. I still got 10 pages and I still gotta, I still gotta work out. You know what I mean? I'm just like, man, like everybody else gets to chill and I gotta do this. But then again, on the flip side, when I get it done, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I got it done. And that's right. I'm the only one fucking doing this shit and nobody else is doing this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it gets to a point yeah. where like, the compound effect really starts to have an effect where you're fucking hustling 12 o'clock, you're doing another workout. And it's not even a, even a, a whatever workout, you're pushing yourself to the highest degree. You get into this like this this mode, bro, where you're just like you're like fucking gorilla mode, where like you're like you're saying unfuck with the bro, bro, where like yeah, somebody tries to talk shit. shit, yeah, ape shit, bro. Yeah. Somebody tries to talk shit, and you're like you're just like you scoff, like bro, like don't even try, and like yeah. it it gives you this like utmost ultimate confidence where you look in the fucking mirror and you're very proud of yourself, which transfers to all aspects of your life. 
you're very, very confident with the way you speak. You're, you're a lot more uh, masculine, masculine. You're a lot more able to make decisive decisions. You're a lot more sharper. And that's what I've noticed, bro. My sharpness, like the way that I fucking think has increased like crazy with a diet, with drinking a, a gallon of water a day, yeah, it's, bro. bro, it's crazy what just those three, 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 those three things do and being disciplined at those can have a massive effect in the way you think. And the, what I always say too, bro, is that like, like what happens is that like, there's different ways that you can think, right? If you are not working out, if you're always having bad mindset, bad thoughts, and you're uh, eating like shit, those are going to accumulate and compound to you not feeling good, which therefore affects the way you think. So when it comes down to being able to be successful in real estate and any and all aspects of life, it takes a positive feeling and mindset, which when you begin to work out, when you begin to eat well, when you begin to be disciplined, when you begin to feed your mind properly in all aspects, you begin to have access to higher thoughts that you weren't able to reach before. And you get to have clear, clean, clean thoughts. Things come to you a lot easier. And when you actually articulate yourself, words come to you almost like, like cake, you, you know what I mean? And yes, um, that's one thing that I've experienced, bro, myself with, you know, the 75 hard thing. Another thing that we were talking about being like, fucking like, dude, nobody's out here doing this shit. And when you communicate yeah, with other bro. people, bro, that shit will transfer 100%. And like, like, you, like you're saying, man, like you just become fucking invincible. Yeah. You become a savage for sure. And um, like, like you said, cause one of the workouts be having to be outside, we can't control the weather. So like if it's raining all fucking day, we still got to get it outside, you know? And like, it's, well, I'm in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana right now and it's just finished raining, but Hey, I do. I've been lately cause I don't have access to a gym right now. I'm like transitioning uh, to Louisiana. So I've just been doing all my workouts outside, you know, like making it even more, even harder for myself, like just doing everything outside, you know? And it's crazy. Yeah, bro. And it's like, it's like, dude, I even fucking like when it rains, I'm like, dude, yes, let's fucking go because I'm outside running or I'm outside doing a walk or whatever my exercise is outside and it's raining and people are looking at you like, man, is this guy good? Like this guy's out here running in a thunderstorm, but awesome David Goggins shit. <laughs> yeah, man, it's for real. And you're like, yeah, that's fucking right. I'm out here doing this shit. No fucking excuses. And then when you, when it comes down to having to, you know, call up a customer, when it comes down to having to handle something with your family, when it comes down to having to be fucking uncomfortable, you're so used to fucking doing it. That's going to be cake to you. So this is why it's important to, uh, you know, even if you don't do 75 hard, it's important to have discipline and have grit because it transfers into other things in your life. And if you're serious about achieving your goals, it's going to take grit. It's going to take fucking discipline. And the way that you actually acquire those qualities is by building those qualities. And the way you do that, a really good and quick way to fucking do that is doing 75 hard. Now it's not meant for everybody. Um, a lot of people too, what I've noticed is that they'll like, they'll say they're doing 75 hard, but they're fucking eating cockies or some shit too on the side. Um, so you have yeah. to do it like, you got to do it all the way, man. And uh, yeah, man, I definitely say that 75 hard is good for anybody. And I'm, I'm fucking happy, man, that you're, you've been, you've been doing it and that you started doing it as well. Um, another thing I was going to ask you, bro, is that uh, as far as mm -hmm. like the, the Facebook stuff goes, um, I've always been curious. Um, like I've always done, I've always been into marketing as well. Um, and Facebook, Facebook ads was one of the things that I was intrigued about too, getting into. And I was planning on doing some Facebook ads to get in real estate leads back when I was trying to become an agent. So it's kind of crazy that you got into that, that world. How, how hard or how difficult would you say, or how easy maybe is it to, to get into that and learn that, that type of skill? Well, I don't want to say the word easy. I would say simple 
um, because like it's a process to like be able to set up the systems and know how to write the ads. But I think the 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 most important part is the creative. And when I mean by creative, I mean writing the actual text that you would see on the ad and coming up with the picture of the video that you would put. Like, cause you know, like when you scroll down on your newsfeed, you see, you know, like your friends and family make posts and they might have a video and it'll have a caption or or like a text on the picture. Like you want to have stuff like that, but you want to get creative and you want to kind of blend in with your newsfeed in the sense that it doesn't seem like an ad. Like it doesn't seem like an ad. Like you want, cause you want them to watch, you want them to engage and follow your call to action. So what I've obsessed about over the past year and I've got really good at is learning how to write a compelling message to get people to take the next action, whether it's for them to book a call, whether it's for them to download this free lead magnet or whatever the case may be. That's what I've like obsessed about because, and I just wrote this, um, like I call it, I call it a triple threat because I played basketball. So like all that stuff came easy to me and Brian Casella played b-ball too. So it just kind of made it easy for me. And I wrote like the the three things that, um, most that, that the biggest businesses have done to become successful. Cause I was like just studying, like, I'm really big on like studying what bi the biggest corporations have done. And even like, even what, like in the music industry, what do they do to become successful? And I'll share one of, uh, one of the three, which our audience just, just adding value. So one of them is like addressing the elephant in the room. And what I mean by addressing the elephant in the room is like getting in their shoes and thinking like, what is the getting like we talked about like with the four agreements, getting in their world to figuring out what is the biggest problem that they're dealing with, and then creating a message talking about that. So let's just say that we see it. Let's see we see somebody talking about seventy five hard, and they're talking about something that they're going through. That's that's probably going to be one of the exact same things that we've dealt with. Well, we're probably going to like even if we don't know that person, we're probably going to watch that video just off the strength of like, damn we're going through 75 hard and there's not that many people doing what we're doing. Like you mentioned, you're the only one up at night doing workouts and like, like probably me and you and probably a couple other people doing that shit, you know? And so being able to get very, very specific and address the elephant and I try to serve everybody. Cause I see so many people, they try to like fish with a net, but you really need to fish with a pole. Like instead of acting like you're talking to the world, treat your messages. If you're talking to one person, because the more specific you get in your message, the more it'll resonate with, with people. I think the biggest mistake people make, Austin, is they try to become so broad when they're writing a, 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 a um, even when they make a regular post, like you really have to get specific and provide clarity. Yeah, man. And even as you're, you're talking about that too, I was already like running scenarios in my head of how that makes 100% sense. Like you're saying, addressing the elephant in the room and relaying a message to the people that, uh, you know, that addresses that particular elephant. So it's kind of like figuring out what an issue is and creating a message that will resolve that issue based on, you know, the advertisement, which is, you know, super interesting. Um, another thing I'm going to ask you, a couple more questions that I'll ask you and then we'll wrap it up here. But uh, what would you say, uh, how would you say, how would you say that studying communication, understanding how the mind work works has affected your ability to market uh, through Facebook? Oh man, tremendously because it's, it's like you understand emotions and like emotions is what allows people to take action. Like if your message isn't compelling enough to react to them emotionally, then you won't get any leads. You won't get any, um, you know, you won't have the analytics that you want to be able to move forward. But the only reason you know that is because you know communication and you know what mobilizes people. 
And like, that is so powerful, bro. And that's kind of like what I kind of, kind of not the same thing, but it's kind of like what the second triple, the second one of my triple threat examples is. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, man, hundred percent. I mean, I, I know that you like communication a lot. I love communication a lot too. It's like one of my favorite topics, man. It's cool at being able to connect with you too, man, because I feel like, um, and this is a bit of an off topic, but I do feel like not a lot of people study the art of communication. And it's cool to uh, talk to other people who are under that same type of umbrella, who want to learn how the mind works. Because what I've realized too, man, is that like when we like acquire this information and on top of that, when we use it and see it work and actually being able to identify it, we become to a part of this category of people that are very slim. And I feel that and I know that based off of seeing other people who experience success in this realm is that we are like almost like this like percentage of, of elite. You know what I mean? Like we're this percentage of people who see the world in a different aspect at a massively deeper level that nobody else can touch. And that transpires into our advertising, that transpires into us talking to our clientele, and that transpires into us getting results. And I, you know, based off of some of the stuff I've seen, a lot of these qualities equates to, you know, extreme success. A lot of these qualities uh, equate to um, unheard of success. And I know that you and I, you know, people on a similar path are going towards something of massive fucking greatness, man. So I'm excited to see, bro, what you do in five years. I'm excited to see where you're at in 10 years. Uh, another thing I can say too, man, is that I'm really fucking glad that we were able to connect. And uh, I know that, you know, our relationship is going to go on for a really long time. And, um, you know, I'm yeah, excited definitely. to see awesome, man. Yeah, same here. You talking about 10 years, man. I'm excited to see where you're going to grow, where yeah. you're going to be in 12 months, bro, because of just how intentional you are. And I think that's like another thing to a communication. Like whatever you want to do, you really have to be intentional. And 75 Heart Challenge forces you to be intentional about your mental and physical, emotional, because it challenges everything, bro. Mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that. For sure, man. And even like, like, uh, like to give, going back to the example you were talking about, like when it's late at night, you still got to do a bunch of shit, but you still do it. It's about building that quality of greediness, like this quality of like, man, I don't want to do this, but I know if I get this done, it's going to be to my benefit. So therefore, fuck it. It is what it is. I have a particular goal. Although I feel that in my body that I don't feel like doing this because I want to go towards the easier side, I'm going to go ahead and go against that. And, you know, I should say understand it, but not go with it and, um, you know, go ahead and do what I know is that has to get done, which is part of being intentional, which once again applies to all aspects of life. Um, the last question I'll ask you, bro, um, before we wrap this up is that uh, if you could go to your younger self, your 20 year old self, your 18 year old self, or know around that age what is what is one or a few things that you would uh you would relate to yourself at that age oh my gosh a great question man <laughs> so I was just I was just thinking about this earlier like first of all I would have gotten a sales job at 18 like I was kind of in sales because of like I was at a grocery store and I would uh like get the baskets but I created like an opportunity for myself where I would like ask people to help them to their car and obviously people don't need help stuff for like the old ladies but I would help young women too to their car they didn't need my help but they would give me tips and so like I was making crazy amounts of money at 16 years old just helping people and get tips and um Uncle Sam I don't know nothing about that so I hope you guys hear this podcast <laughs> but 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 anyway like that I wish I would have taken that to the next level I wish I would have gotten like car sales at 18 and 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 then like learned like took Spanish very seriously because I did but I waited later on in college to do that I would have studied abroad for a longer amount of time so I could have been more proficient in Spanish. 
because it's becoming a second language here. And I'm, my dad put me on game when I was 14. So I started learning it. And, you know, I'm, I can sit, I won't consider myself like a native speaker level, but I'm right under that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I feel like I communicate with anybody. Cause I like one of my rental properties, like most of the people who are reaching out to me are Hispanic. And so when I'm doing a property tour or if I'm like going over the application with them or the lease, like I have to talk to them only in Spanish because their English is terrible. So that's how I know my Spanish is great enough because they're able to understand me and we're able to communicate. It all comes down to communication, bro. So like if I could start all over again, I would have, this is all ropes up in communication where getting a sales job, that's communication and learning a second language, specifically Spanish, if you live in the United States. Yeah, man, I, I can 100% see that. I definitely, I got to catch up with your, uh, your Spanish speaking, man. I, uh, I've seen you speak Spanish before, man. You're like, dude, you're so fluent in Spanish. I literally was like, holy shit. Like, yo, Blake can speak, Blake can speak some pretty <laughs> good fucking Spanish. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. But yeah, bro, I 100%, I 100% agree, man. And uh, I, I can even say that for myself. Um, my family are all Mexican, so they all speak Spanish. My mom doesn't, but um, every, a majority of everybody else on my mom's side of the family speaks Spanish. Uh, the generation before that, so my grandparents and everybody, you know, on that line of, of lineage all speak Spanish. And my dad's side, they all speak Spanish. But my family and a couple of my other cousins, we were like the first generation where we weren't taught Spanish. So uh, it's something that, you know, I'm going to take on to my own and uh, learn so I can teach, you know, my kids. And also, like you're saying, being able to like, dude, what I've realized this, man, is that when you're able to speak a second language, especially Spanish, because it seems like you run, run into Spanish speakers almost anywhere you go and in the united states and I oh asked, yes bro bro like literally anywhere i moved to uh, knoxville tennessee which you would expect would be the most caucasian white place and there's plenty of spanish speakers out here so um you know if you are able to uh, have uh, multiple languages under your belt and specifically spanish like you become that much more lethal in your ability to uh, articulate yourself in, in any way you want and once again how does the effect uh, create the effect that you want but well, cool, man. Well, Blake, I appreciate you hopping on, man. We definitely got uh, some good uh, rap going today, man. We're going to have to hop on another one pretty soon, bro. But Let's do it. Uh, let's kill. Let's keep killing it on 75 hard, man. And uh, I appreciate you for hopping on, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks for the accountability, bro. Look forward to the next time. 100%, brother. All right, man. All right, peace.